Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Headlines from the Hemispheres is the next segment. So I want to first tell you about the first headline. It's all about tigers, those who love animals. I think really kind of be disappointed from this news. So it comes from treehugger.com. Tiger at Bronx Zoo tests positive for coronavirus. So this happened uh, in the Bronx. Uh, So it's the Bronx Zoo. It's the Wildlife Conservation Society's Bronx Zoo. And so there was a tiger, uh, a Malayan uh, tiger, and her name was Nadia. And she tested positive, unfortunately. So did her sister, Azul, and another uh, few tigers also did as well. And some African lions, yep. They had symptoms of coughing, were not feeling well, though they are expected to recover. As of yet, though, there's been, of course, no evidence that any person um, that's been infected with the coronavirus in the U.S. uh, by animals or pet dogs or cats, that that has happened. It hasn't happened. So we as people are somehow giving it to the animals, but it's not happening uh, in the reverse. None of the other uh, zoo uh, animals were affected, though. They didn't really have uh, any uh, symptoms. So the snow leopards and cheetahs or uh, any other pumas or other types of animals were not affected or showing symptoms. The next headline is all about microplastics. So microplastics affect the survival of amphibians and invertebrates in river ecosystems. So that was found on ENN.com, that's Environmental News Network. So in Basque Country, the University of Basque Country, all the way in Spain, and a Madrid research group were conducting a few different studies. And so they looked at their results um, on a parallel scale. So they kind of compared what was happening. And they looked at how freshwater amphibians and invertebrates, specifically one type of invertebrate, how it evolved over about 15 days being exposed to different levels or concentrations of microplastics. So with the tadpoles, they found uh, some interesting things. They saw that with the tadpoles that they died uh, with the highest uh, concentrations uh, related to microplastics. And then uh, when the concentrations were reduced uh, with the amphibians, also uh, was their uh, growth. So microplastics affected the growth or the speed of amphibians. And then uh, also the uh, next headline uh, is all about uh, the uh, chickens. So when it comes to chickens... So the headline is about uh, some chicks. So think twice before panic buying chicks. 
and you can learn more about it on treehugger.com. So don't worry, uh, when it comes to, to the pandemic, um, if you're about to raise chickens, really think hard uh, and wise about it because you may uh, you know, be reaching for different ingredients off the shelf, but when it comes to chicks, you know, it's really a whole process that's involved in raising chickens and growing chickens um, and making sure that if you want to eat off of chickens that you do it the correct way. So in the article, there was a few suggestions from a professor of animal scientist from Purdue University, uh, no pun intended with the Purdue, um, but it was all about like bringing home chicks. And so some of the suggestions were to uh, roughly make sure that the, ch that the chicks are mature, about five to six months, because um, then they'll start producing more eggs. And then if you want them to be outside and have a shelter, make sure it's a type of hoop structure or maybe a type of shed, some adequate um, maintenance on it to ensure that there's, you know, the health of the flock and that there's plenty of space, two feet uh, per bird, and that you have a space to raise uh, the healthy chicks and keeping out other wild animals that may want to eat them or harm them. And also make sure that you keep your birds healthy and that they're not ill or injured, you know, sick. Um, or you can recognize sort of the signs of disease, deterioration, just keeping them healthy until uh, they grow to a point where you uh, want to use them um, to maybe sell or maybe for your own uh, household. Okay, so for this podcast episode, it is mainly sourced from treehugger.com. I love treehugger.com. It's got itself a new look to it. And I figured to um, sort of do something different since I don't really do a ton of podcast episodes about kids or activities surrounding kids. And I know that there's probably tons of listeners you know, maybe a quarter or so of the listeners here, maybe even half, who have kids, maybe uh, younger um, folks that they look after. Maybe they babysit, maybe they are, are teachers um, or have, um, you know, brothers, sisters who have kids and they happen to um, take care of them or maybe they're raising their um, their siblings' kids. So um, a lot of kids are... Um, dealing with school problems, as in not being able to have adequate schooling because of the coronavirus, um, having problems around, um, you know, being able to retain information, staying um, up to date with things, you know, having computers or not having computers, maybe library access is, is, is what they have to deal with, or being able to afford, um, you know, getting a laptop or not getting one because money is tight. Um, so with the alternatives that are out there, you know, going outside is definitely, definitely a fun option to, um, have to do and you, you partake with the kids and it'd be really fun. I know that maybe, um, in different, uh, states and in even different countries, all the protocols are different. Some schools aren't even, um, coming back in session yet. Some aren't going to, uh, go back into session until like maybe 2021, so um, I wanted to give options for parents out there. Um, you know, I'm not a parent. I'm not a parent yet. Um, you know, maybe some years down the road, definitely. And so even if you don't have kids, like these are great options for any little ones around. 
And um, I think it'd be fun to talk about. So we could get into it. You can explore, write some of these down. You know, maybe they can kickstart other ideas and really just get um, some fun started uh, around kids and what they do. And you can also join in because there's plenty of other activities um, when it comes to the kids. So this is about keeping it cool with the kids outside, getting back into nature, playing outside, embracing your inner child, just being really lighthearted and sharing amazing memories, doing things that have to do with outside. Uh, so for those who have a backyard, these tips are mainly for you. For those who have, you know, room outside, you know, acres and acres of land tree space, you know, maybe uh, tree houses. This is the perfect uh, sort of tips to uh, take hold of. So some of these are kind of new. I never heard of some of these. Some of these are really uh, engaging. Some of these I'm familiar with. Um, so the first one is to have a digging spot. Now, I never heard about this before, but a digging spot looks to be like a designated zone, a place where you and your kid uh, can, you know, really relish in and have memories around it. So it could be like a mud hole or a place where you've discovered certain plants or where you saw like a cluster of stars. It's like amazing. And this is like where your magical spots where you dig, maybe where you found certain animals, like certain uh, snails or plants, or you um, saw, you know, maybe the first anthills over there or just some sort of place where you can dig and find things in the soil. Maybe you can collect whatever you find. Maybe the biggest rocks, the smallest rocks. Just be, you know, really creative with it, with this uh, digging spot. Maybe you can decorate it and that'd be something totally different. Um, and so you, the kid is definitely engaged and wants to go outside, wants to dig, maybe wants to uh, get into studying plant life in rocks when they grow older and just because they found a place to dig and to just be mucky. Um, number two is to uh, create a special sitting spot. Now, this is a point where you can gaze upon the stars, look at clouds, uh, maybe rest for a bit, um, or, you know, find um, animals in the trees. You know, it's a, it's a great place to just sit and observe. Sometimes in uh, the hustle and bustle of life, there's not enough engagement of that. There's not enough of just breathing in nature and being warmed by the sun, feeling the breeze and having a sitting spot, a place where you can just look at nature and it just goes on by, you know, ants or uh, maybe squirrels or on a tree or there's poison ivy around, you know, identifying, you know, maybe leaf litter, compost, whatever it is, um, you know, maybe you are into trees, Maybe uh, your little one is and they love uh, tree planting and observing. So maybe you could um, create maybe a trail around the sitting spot and, you know, make a little a patch out of it um, and go from there, you know, and observe the tree branches and uh, the types of leaves that fall. Uh, fall is a, is a great time. You know, maybe you could pick leaves and things like that. Number three tip is to build a fire. Now this is must be fun for anyone who maybe is an arsonist, but we're not planning on burning anything down like any structure. But this is where um, when things get a little bit cooler 
Or maybe if you, I don't know, want to tell campfire stories and it's, you know, August time, it's uh, September time, it's a little bit later within the year, you uh, form a location in your backyard where you can uh, build some fires. You have some newspaper kindling. Um, you have fire uh, starters, um, little uh, flammable uh, bricks of wood almost that are really flammable. And you feed in larger pieces of dry wood as the embers start to uh, burn a, b a bit. And maybe you can cook some lunch over it, you know, some roast. Um, maybe you can get engaging and have some s'mores or a marshmallow telling campfire stories or made-up stories or sharing memories of how, you know, your summer's been. This is the time to definitely engage um, with your little one. You know, maybe they want to tell you about their school day, but they didn't find the perfect um, time to do it. So maybe at night when, you know, you're all sleepy and you've had a rough day and you want to talk about something light and fun, this is maybe the time to do it. Uh, next is uh, number four, so setting up a bird feeder. This is something I've always wanted to do because I see tons of little birds, uh, definitely in the spring, in the summer sometimes, um, definitely in the mornings and afternoons. And so it could be a really fun project, you know, just have that bird feeder, maybe put some sparkles around it, some little uh, streamer thingies and make it really cool and fun. Um, they come in different sizes. You could probably make your own if you really wanted to. Uh, you just fill it with different types of bird feeds, bird seeds, and wait for whatever uh, types of birds out there to be attracted to it. So it could be cardinals, could be uh, robins, could be uh, baby birds, uh, little small ones, could be woodpeckers, any type of birds that are out there, finches, uh, tons of different ones, falcons possibly, you never know. So um, it can be watched from either indoors or outdoors. So uh, whatever safe distance uh, you want to observe and you have uh, tons of options there. So these next four options are the last sort of uh, ones, the last three. And these are for those who maybe can't go outside, maybe don't have too much room, uh, maybe don't have a backyard or maybe they're sick or something of that sort. Maybe the, you're sick or the kids are sick or someone's sick or maybe you just don't have the time necessarily to. There's still plenty of indoor things you can do, um, but this is just a small list. Uh, so with number five, you could watch from your window. This includes showing your kids about uh, birds, bird watching. If you are a bird avid uh, watcher or maybe a collector of different stamps or bird uh, memorabilia or bird uh, feathers, something of that sort, maybe you can teach them what birds look like, their mating calls, you know, how fast they fly, where they usually gather, what their nests look like, um, things like that. Um, you, if you're into uh, clouds, which I love clouds, I used to take pictures when I was yay big around 11, 12, 13. I still have my cloud uh, book collection and I was great when I could, you know, take pictures of clouds. It was really a fun time and I do miss it sometimes. Um, you could, you know, guess the types of clouds out there, cumulus clouds, stratus clouds, um, you know, and talk about the different types and which ones are your favorite, which ones mean what and have what type of characteristics um, when it comes to cloud activity. Um, you could observe stars if you're really lucky. If you live in a place that doesn't have a lot of light pollution, if 
you live in a place that's really um, more quiet or um, is really, um, you know, far from people or doesn't have a lot of um, uh, outside um, engagement, isn't loud or anything like that. So if you live in the country, rural areas, places where it doesn't get a lot of sun or doesn't have a, a civilization, isn't up and abound and it's not, um, you know, uh, with a lot of streets and and cars and all types of other modern conveniences, you're probably lucky. You get to look at the stars. So this is the time to do it. Um, and you could keep a wildlife journal. That's something I never heard of before. But, you know, if you love journaling, this is the time to do it. You know, see what um, uh, observations happen. You know, what uh, maybe moose or foxes have you seen or birds or, you know, were there dogs running in your neighborhood? You never know. So this is the time to observe with your little one, um, what you see. Number six is to build a fort. Now, I miss building forts. I used to have uh, bunk beds in my uh, two uh, sisters, little sisters. Well, they're younger than me and stuff. So, uh, middle sister, younger sister. And so, we used to build, like, a fort. And we have, like, blankets. And we have, like, pillows. And have, like, the bunk bed and the covers. And it was the most fun times. And we would have our little, like, game systems. And just, like, play and laugh and tell stories. And make jokes and eat snacks. And it'd be really fun. So you could do the same. You could do it with chairs or like seat cushions, couch cushions, covers, maybe a duvet cover, um, boards, um, just anything you can sort of think of. And maybe some um, poles or something, like wooden rods or whatever you can think of um, that you can sort of make the fort. And that can be your like place to like chill. It can be really fun. You can make like little shadow puppets or just like... Make it like a, a space where it's like relaxing, but also like you and your little one, you grow closer because you get to like tell stories of like bedtime stories or like when you were like little and like what was the most fun you had being like a kid? What was the most sad times? Which was, what were the most happy times? Like this is where um, you could, you know, just embrace being like fun and like the happy person, you know, that, you know, you haven't maybe smiled in, long, in a long time. This is the time to sort of embrace that. And for number seven, the last uh, tip here is to uh, blow bubbles. So you can blow bubbles inside, outside, but if, for example, you're inside, definitely you should do it in a place where you can easily clean up. Um, and kids love bubbles. Kids love of basically almost all ages, maybe except like, you know, uh, high school, whatever, if they're too cool for school. But usually kids just love bubbles. They love, you know, being free and just running wild and having fun laughing. And bubbles are the way, the truth. So um, definitely get yourself some bubbles, you know, kid-safe, non-toxic bubbles, and uh, make a fun go at it. Going outside is really a mark of being a kid, being little and being tiny, like, that is the most fun time that you'll probably have in your entire life um, when you're small. You know, besides those who love uh, have loved, loved the process of growing older and going through different milestones and, you know, being an adult. Being a kid is like a never again moment. Like, once you're a kid and you're, you're there, it's like you grow and you try and hold on, maintain your childhood. And then you grow older and then it's like, where did the time go? I wish I could go back all the, all these things start swirling through your head. And for those who get to be 
um, you know, parents and get to spend those those times with their kid, like those are the times to really like embrace. I don't, I don't understand, um, you know, why someone wouldn't, but you know, maybe if they're a parent and they're sick of it, or maybe they just don't know what to do, I guess it can be hard. Um, you know, building a fort is, is one of the, the markers I remember in my, my childhood, you know, game systems, playing outside, uh, summer camps, family vacations, just, you know, being babies, babysat, all different things, um, you know, good things. And so I, I remember those times. I remember uh, blowing bubbles in the summer times and, you know, near the pool and, it being great, you know, riding my bike up and down the driveway and around the neighborhood with my, my siblings and my, my friends who neighborhood kids and stuff. It was like the most littest of times. Um, that really, I, th- I think, uh, marks the time of being a, a carefree millennial, a kid of the 90s, just in that time. Like, we got to do those things. We weren't just pent up in the house doing nothing, you know, being like, a generation uh, Z and uh, being of that space because, uh, you know, I think they, they're on their phones a, t- a ton, you know, TikTok is king and, you know, they don't, they don't have the social interaction skills to just get up and, and make friends and easily. And it's just, it's just a different time. You know, every uh person that I know and have as my friend or just know them in depth like they have memories of going outside and and making friends and just burning calories and and not coming back until like you know the afternoon before the streetlights came on uh going outside was um it's a it's a pleasure it's a some would say maybe is a privilege in some way but that's that's up to everyone's discretion because you know, there are people who have nothing and try to make the most of it and then the happiest and there are people who have everything and they're miserable. So I think whether you have little ones or you don't, like if you're able to go outside, uh, embrace nature, learn about whatever you can, meet your neighbors. Some people haven't even met their neighbors or aren't meeting their neighbors. Maybe they, they just um, are introverts and don't go outside a lot but there are people who just don't do that and maybe they should maybe this is the time to do that going outside there's a perfect way to meet your neighbors you know if they're cutting your grass and you're going outside observing you know cumulus clouds or you know looking at snails or poison ivy or looking at earthworms you're gonna you know cross paths and that's a good thing you want to be able to have some type of social interaction uh, during uh, a supposed quarantine and during um, the coronavirus, you know, we need that as humans. We need that as people. We need that engagement. Uh, some of my, fu- my, my, my most fun memories were being outside, um, you know, all my summers going up to, um, New Jersey at the time to see my grandma. And now she's uh, not there anymore. She's, uh, in North Carolina. But when she, uh, was there, we used to go to our condo and, it's it's great. We would go to the 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 NJ pack. We would go to the swimming pool. We would go, um, and just love being at her condo and just like have it be fun. You know, you know, parents are away, and you know, it's it's great to spend time with your you know grand folks. Anyone you know knows that if you have great grandparents, um, or grandparents, but literally, literally if you have great 
amazing, you know, grandparents, then you know how it feels to um, be taken in by family and just like have a great summer and then go back home. Like, it's amazing. So um, I think those are the most fun times I've had as a as a as a kid and as a little teenager. Um, I wouldn't trade them. And I think that uh, for those who can embrace um, you know, having those fun moments, you know, try it, you know, these are the, the, the moments that sort of pass you by and they sort of are developmentally, um, what stick with you, you know, how you, you know, bridge bonds with other people, how you engage. These are where you, uh, remember people who aren't your family, who aren't, uh, related to you. And so you, you remember how, you know, they make you feel, you, uh, you know, go to maybe camps with them, you travel maybe, maybe you're Girl Scout, Boy Scout, maybe you're going to special camps. Uh, anything you're doing to be, be engaged, uh, be outside, this is the time to do it. Um, not in the coronavirus times, but being outside, period. It may not be during the time of the coronavirus, but some of these ideas will maybe get you started. Uh, maybe you have uh, gone gone on camps or made your own or been in some special programs, and maybe they're virtually done now. Um, so you're gonna have to, you know, adjust, and and that's fine. Um, and this is the time to um, think of uh, how to just be engaged in something that's new, that's different. Maybe you're finding a whole community online just because of the coronavirus. Like we're in the time of Zoom meetings. And trying to keep busy online in a place where it's different, not everyone is tech savvy, you know, people who are parents or great-grandparents, great-great-great-grandparents, or people who are a little bit older, maybe they they don't know, maybe the, the, the grandparents who are watching the kids, they don't know how to um, you know, keep them busy, maybe you should, you know, give them some ideas, you know, the, the mommy or the, the grandma who loves being in the garden, gardening, give her some of these tips to give to your little one and she'll probably love you for it more. And, you know, having her grandbaby, you know, partake in something that's super fun. You know, after they bake cookies, they go outside and, uh, they pick, um, you know, fireflies and they do campfire marshmallows before they go to bed. Like, that's simple. You know, you're outside for a few hours. You're getting yourself some vitamin D. You know, she's having fun. They're both having fun. And they're making some really good memories. You know, it's it's uh, a way to do it and have fun with it. Make it your own. Get creative. Um, and, and cherish these memories. The Mother Earth Minutes is where we review in the next few minutes proactive things we can all do to combat the issue in the episode and to protect Mother Earth. So for this podcast episode, there weren't too many issues except around just getting kids outdoors and in nature and loving it. And so for the message, it's just simply more bonus tips about how to do that, just a few more. And so these are things that everyone can do. Uh, So whether you're indoors, outdoors, have a backyard or don't, um, you can definitely do all these tips. So the first one is super easy. So this is about like camping out, specifically, you know, getting your s'mores together. Uh, You could maybe play some light tag, have some snacks on hand and the bug spray too. This is about uh, being definitely just a, a camp outer person. Um, if you do have, um, you know, the um, s'mores, then you can you can technically 
make them indoors too but without the sticks and it have to be like in the kitchen area but either way you're having it be fun like you're making something that's sweet you can make probably even something sweeter still be stovetop and you could do it in a fort instead and so that's a little bit of a difference there um, number two is that you could create a garden. I love gardening. I love composting and being out and creating little things. I used to have a little cactus. I'm a little cacti, as you all maybe have you know known in a few episodes back. Um, I talked about cacti and you know planting um, and being like a person who has a green thumb. So whether you're, you're creating uh, a garden with native plants or seasonal ones or uh, new plants that you haven't really planted or experiment experimented with before or plants that are fruit plants or just like aloe plants or something of that sort um, this is a time to uh, get involved into that or you know during the time of the coronavirus like you're able to like do that because uh, you know with the weather um, it doesn't matter um, you know with the springtime or maybe in the future summer or whatever time um, you uh, can develop the skills to grow a garden and, and know what it takes, you know, the sunshine, plant food, soil options, rotating uh, certain plants or which ones work uh, for you and your garden. Like if you're really great at growing sunflowers, but not like, uh, you know, chrysanthemums, then you'll know and you'll, you'll, you'll give it a little try. So it's the time to create a garden. That's definitely a, a to-do. Anyone can do it. You can get your little one involved. Um, number three is to go for a fun hike. Hikes are fun. If you have the space around where you live and it's safe, you know, do it. You know, it's a, a time where you can also meet your neighbors as well. You know, be interactive. You can make it super fun by doing a little I spy with them. And so you could, you know, I spy the the type of insects or maybe the birds and write them down and then see who can collect the most uh, when you get back home. Number four is to play uh, childhood outside games with them. So you could play cops and robbers, you could play red light, green light, you could play um, patty cake, you could play jump rope games, you could play uh, racing games. You could play all types of games. You could do dancing games. You could make it really fun um, before, you know, it gets cold outside. You could do a lot. Um, you could do games that you used to play, um, you know, back in the day when you were around um, as a little person, as a little kid. You could do, if you have like a pond, you could do uh, rock skipping games. You could um, see if you could collect as many rocks as you can or different types or um, maybe play some sports. Whatever you have to do to get outside, you're playing uh, sort of games out there. And last but not least, number five is to do some composting. Now this is great because you could teach them composting skills, what foods to compost, which ones not to, um, and, and look at what it turns into when you're done. You know, maybe come back um, to it, you know, month one, month two, month three, you know, then six months, a year. Um, and eventually they'll get the hang of it and they'll be like, you know, they'll race you to the compost. They'll, they'll throw in things in the bucket, you know, in the kitchen. And then you take it to the compost and, you know, you'll see the earthworms and you'll see, you know, the ants and the other types of uh, animals that you, you know, have, you know, come to it. And, you know, they'll love it. They'll love being in the dirt and seeing what it turns into and what it can be. 
eco fact of the day is that Japan plans to build 11 solar arrays and 10 wind farms on land contaminated by radiation from the 2011 Fukushima Daiichi nuclear meltdown. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the March-April 2020 issue. We have come to the Eco Company Spotlight segment, everyone. And so this is the time in Greener Thoughts where if you have amazing environmentally related products or services you want to let me know about, or if you maybe are the founder, CEO of a company and you want to let me know your products, definitely you can do so. If you know a friend who is one, definitely you can let me know. Uh, you can reach out via uh, the message, messaging uh, feature. And you can do that via Anchor, or you can do so via email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com as always. So it's free, no worries. And so uh, you can definitely let me know about your favorite companies. I have an amazing company, which I've been dying to review and let you all know about because I've, I've said that I wanted to uh, talk about it, the Seaweed Snacks uh, company. And so I talked about it in about two to three podcast episodes ago, Food from the Future, and about uh, making seaweed uh, totally edible, totally snack delicious. It's great. And so I've talked about how good seaweed is and I've eaten it. So this is one of the uh, companies that I want to let you know, all know about. So seaweed uh, snacks is amazing. So the brand is called uh, Sea Snacks. So Sea Snacks is a socially conscious, kid-inspired family business and so with their kids were chomping on seaweed like it was candy they made sea snacks for different families all across who have kids who love definitely eating healthy their seaweed is sourced from korea and their products are strangely uh, addictive as they say and taste super good so as far as their commitment to sustainability sea snacks products are definitely family owned and operated as far as i could like tell because it originated uh, in a family space uh 10 percent uh, of their annual net profits are contributed to nonprofit organizations that try to make the world a better and gentler place for children and of course the planet their products are sourced as non-GMO uh, project verified and they have definitely organic or ingredients in some of their products and they're whole 30 approved so most of their uh, what that means is that uh, their products are uh, really going to give you the the best sleep quality that you've had better energy levels mood self-esteem on uh, all because of its nourishing food like whole 30 is a program that's centered around healthy eating and all the different types of food that you can eat it's in this uh, i think book really amazing stuff and so the seaweed is definitely approved uh, in that uh, program so as far as their uh, products and their selection of them they have tons of different things uh, they have their sea snacks and sea snacks is the their brand almost um, with an x and so they have their, you know, vegan, they're gluten-free, they have no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives, and they're low-fat. These are low-fat snacks, and they're also cholesterol and sugar-free. 
They have their chompers, they have which are uh, seaweed chips, uh, definitely types of veggie flavors. So you pick, you know, the different flavors there. They have their sea veggie, and they also have their sea mama. Those are their products, and with their sea mama, those are in wakame and kombu. Now I want to talk about my experience of uh, sea snacks and their products. So I ate their uh, organic classic grab and go, the six pack. So those are some really uh, crispy, um, I wouldn't say crunchy, crunchy uh, uh, seaweed uh, packs that they have. And so it's definitely healthy. I would I would say it was addictive because I love eating it. Like, I don't know, I'm a salt fiend and it was good. I give it five out of five green thumbs up. Um, you know, really inexpensive, really good cost, you know, for what you have in the pack. So it's super, um, you know, likely like, like it's super likely that you can pick it up at the, you know, your local store. It's portable, grab and go. Um, I would definitely try more of the products. Um, I do wish that they're with their site that they could have, um, more of a, a word they have the word to buy section but i wish that it was more laid out and uh, maybe you can buy it on their website i love when websites just have their products in store on their site like in their shops that's so uh easy peasy the packaging isn't bad um i I'm a, can't remember if it's recyclable or not but um if it's not recyclable then i just would comment on it being uh totally recyclable maybe in the future that's just a thing I have around packaging and waste that's just me you know some people are more about the certifications and where it's sourced and where it comes from you know I also focus on the packaging so the whole package so with sea snacks you can definitely find their products Uh, just go to their website for more information so seasnacks.com that's s-e-a s-n-a-x.com and then go to where to buy at the top of their website they're also available internationally in canada germany and the united kingdom sea snacks is on the following social media platforms of facebook at sea snacks they're on instagram at sea snacks all lowercase one word they're also on linkedin at sea snacks and also on twitter at sea snacks so to contact C Snacks, you can go to the website again. That is csnacks.com, S-E-A-S-N-A-X.com. And then go to uh, contact us at the top of the website to go ahead and call them. You can do so at uh, 310-882-5503. Or you can direct message them or you can go ahead and write them. Alright everyone, so thank you so much ladies and gents for tuning in again. Thank you so much. You are the best as always. Um, It means so much to have you tuning in. You all just don't know. Um, You know, reviewing Greener Thoughts is, you know, a a mainstay that is um, something that really makes the podcast, you know, grow and flow it is um, really simple to do. I've done a few reviews of different people's podcasts, um, and it's really easy. So I appreciate anyone who does them. Uh, this podcast episode was definitely for those who have kids or anyone who's maybe expecting kids or maybe babysits a lot or uh, wants to, um, you know, be someone who takes care of kids you know, for a long time. And so, you know, maybe you're a teacher, maybe you are engaged 
in work that has to do with kids. And maybe you can give some of these ideas to parents who are really struggling, who want to engage uh, with their kids and do so in a, in a safe you know, place out, outside and maybe indoors as well, like some of the options there. Um, and making, um, you know, a fun time of this sort of dreary uh, age that we're in, the age of the coronavirus. Uh, anyone who maybe, um, you know, doesn't know the last time when they went outside, like maybe this is the time when uh, you can definitely go outside and have fun with it. This is the time to have some type of fun to learn again what it means to just be out in nature if it's a if it's you know safe where you live. I'm not saying if if it's you know dangerous to to be outside or you know you're you're you can't go outside because it's maybe you just had some catastrophic event happen. But if you're in a place where you're safe and able to and you want to do some exploring um where you're not um really worried about things like that or anything crazy or you have your mask or whatever, you can definitely, you know, take a walk, you know, burn some calories and get fit and, you know, take your little one with you. Um, they'd love it. They love, you know, being out and about. And so um, I really hope that this podcast episode was really fun and helped you and you were able to share it and, you know, get other ears to it. Those who have little ones, you know, and make it um, a really, um, cool episode to listen to have them you know pop in and listen to it and uh take some of these tips write them down share them um burn them to memory um all those things so as always as the message here is please take care of yourselves and also please take care of the planet thank you all again for listening you all take care bye (music) 